0: ladies and gentlemen we got another special interview here for you your old buddy kevin strange has stopped back by the dungeon and we're going to be interviewing him today he's got a new indiegogo that he's going to be telling us about and uh we're just going to catch up a little bit I haven't seen him in a few weeks so uh, kevin how you doing man
1: i'm doing good uh one of the things that i like about doing your show here is we we normally uh you know hang out upstairs mm-hmm. play cards hang out talk when we come down here and do the show there's a bunch of uh, big um uh, video screens in front of us; we can't really see each other. Very well. It's almost like it is a little awkward. Yeah, it's a little less personable <laughs> than we normally uh, we normally converse. It's funny. It's funny yeah. to me. It almost adds a, um, a sense of formality to the interview. I like it. Yeah,
0: very professional yeah. here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, funny story. Okay. When uh, you, you asked me just a few seconds ago off the air if uh, I had been doing much promotional stuff for the new. Indiegogo for Strangeville Smoke Weed, the card game, mm-hmm. and what's funny is I did my first uh, my first interview this morning. Actually, I did well this afternoon. Um, I hooked up with a guy who placed third in the very first Pro Tour of Magic: The Gathering back in 1994, I think. Really, and then placed top eight in uh, the second Pro Tour um, in 1995. And just by coincidence, that guy is, uh, part of the indie comics scene. And so doing the dead shit comic and now the, uh, Cockhammer lives comic, which I'm getting ahead of myself, but, um, <clears throat> I've been involved heavily in the indie comic scene, uh, the, the crowdfunding indie comic scene. And this guy, um, I watched some of his videos on, on YouTube where he talks about comics and whatnot. The, the, you know, the, the sort of breaking news in the indie comics world and all that. And he right. had mentioned in passing, uh, a couple of months ago, that he had placed third in the first Magic: The Gathering Pro Tour, and I was like, "Oh man! When I when I launched the card game, um, I'm going to get him on my show and, uh, and have him and geek out and talk about uh, cards a little bit." And so that happened this afternoon, and we were having a good time. We were talking. I opened a couple of beers. I got a couple of beers in me. Uh, we had our we had our interview. It went fine. You know, it went well. Okay. I got off the air. I decided I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna have a couple of more beers. I cooked up some uh, cooked myself up some sloppy Joe. I got all nice and full and nice and drunk,
0: Heck and I yeah. laid
1: down to take a nap. And was like, oh shit, I got another interview to do tonight. I gotta <laughs> go to Andrews and do the show over there. I need to fucking sl- sober up so i've spent the last like three hours trying to sober up so i can drive over here and do this show so uh yeah i i have been on the uh on the uh promotional circuit uh just a few hours ago just going through the ringer already day one (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it's a it's an intense day that's funny that's funny i i and i knew i had this to do today like last night when i was like prepping everything for today i was like okay i got the interview in the in the uh early afternoon and then an interview later in the evening so i got to make sure i square everything away for that and then dude i got a couple of beers in me today and it was just yeah. out the fucking window it was just <laughs> gone uh, so that's funny
0: that is so you just dropped all the gems on him and then yeah just going to come here and <laughs> no
1: actually what's weird is we spent more time talking about comic books than anything, oh. and when we finally, when I finally shifted the conversation towards com- uh, t- towards cars, I keep saying comics. It's been, it's so ingrained in me to talk about comics because I've I've That's spent been your so life. long. Yeah. So I did um, the dead shit, the talisman of transmutation, three issue series um, last year, mm-hmm. and then I developed this card game, and then the coronavirus hit, and I put the card game on pause, and just sort of opened up my um, studio. To the audience during the lockdown, to watch me develop, draw, um, and and create, literally create from scratch this Cockhammer Lives comic book, and so my mind is still in Cockhammer Lives because it's the it's the it's the follow up comic. It's not a sequel to Dead Shit: The Talisman of Transmutation, but it's just my next comic book project. Sure. And so, since I think I started following that from at, Cockhammer the movie, correct? It's the direct sequel to Cockhammer the movie. All right um from 2009 2009's cockhammer the movie written and directed by kevin strange starring kevin strange so is a edited by Kevin yeah, <laughs> It's a difficult movie to make. It's what I consider to be my magnum opus, my best film of all of the movies. You may disagree, but uh, you may be a little biased towards uh, movies that you might be in, mm-hmm. uh, coincidentally. But for me, uh, Cockhammer is the, the pinnacle of my filmmaking vision. And so to do a comic book follow up to that, and it's an epic 150 page graphic novel, um, that's just. Um, It's where my head's at, so I keep saying comic book instead of card game, because now it's time to shift back into promotional gear for Strangeville Smokeweed, the card game, and I can't diminish this card game. This card game is fucking cool. It really is. You helped me develop this card game, buddy.
0: Yeah, I did a lot of playtesting with you, and did a lot of back and forth, and idea exchanges, and everything else, so, yeah.
1: You actually participated in the final think tank evening it was me you and our buddy um joel well you're we, s- we, sat, we sat and uh we uh we really scrutinized we scrutinized every single card 144 cards mm-hmm. um in the in the main uh, 108 card deck and the two 18-card uh, expansions, so uh, 144 cards. We looked at every single card, what the text was on the card, and the power level of each card. Mm-hmm. And we we ended up coming up with, not I think it was like 20 or 22 cards yeah. that we needed to tweak a little bit. But um, generally, we've been we've been playtesting this game for most of the year. I think I got the first because I was going to launch this Indiegogo in March. Yeah. And coronavirus literally hit the week I was going to launch the Indiegogo. Yeah, I had filmed a a promo video for it and everything, and then I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knew if we were going to have jobs in a week. There was there were so many rumors. Do you remember that? You remember oh, oh, Do you remember March? Yeah. Do you remember the the runs on the, um, the toilet on the, paper? Well, and yeah, the, yeah, runs on toilet paper. Runs on meat mm-hmm. in the grocery stores. Uh, grocery stores changed their hours. They haven't even they still haven't changed their fucking hours back. Dude. Yeah, it's September. And they still are, are running on uh, limited hours. But this isn't about the coronavirus. No? Well, not yet. We'll, this, we'll see. <laughs> the, we just didn't. I mean, things were. Very... I'm not here to
0: censor you. Wherever this topic goes, it goes.
1: <laughs> I just don't. I, I actually I've, I've had a, um, a real change in attitude lately. If people follow my social media, they will know that I've been very um, vocally outspoken, um, uh, p- say politically, but more like socially for the last few years and it's been really polarizing and divisive and I really feel like I've ran off a good portion of my fan base not even necessarily people that disagree with me but people that just don't want to fucking see it Yeah. they don't want to see it, the, yeah. the arguing and the fighting and I fell victim to it I fell victim to the uh, us versus them mentality and it's not you censoring me it's actually me pulling back myself because I don't think having a blame game conversation about who's responsible for the coronavirus restrictions is going to help us you and me have to go to that grocery store and we have to buy that food and we have to buy that toilet paper regardless of whose fault it is. Yeah. So why why stoke the fires of division when really as a community we need to be coming together right now because we don't know what tomorrow brings. That's very true. Especially that should be more clear to us now than ever after experiencing this year that when the when the chips are down, it's basically our government versus us. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to push the the corporations like uh, Walmart and whoever to follow their rules regardless of what we think. So as regular citizens, it's in our best interest to get along. And so I've really had this change of attitude lately where it's like these little petty f- political fights and social fights back and forth. It's so it's it it's become almost like a it's a, almost a science how quickly and easily they get us to take sides and get us to fight about any topic. Mm -hmm. And they find two or three new topics every week. I don't know. I I can't think of what it is this week. I'm sure we could come up with two or three right off the top of our heads that people are fighting about taking sides. You're either side A or side B. And if you're, if you, if you're side A, you think side B is a piece of shit. And if you're side B, you think side A is a piece of shit. And I'm just done. I am done with that. My focus is Strangeville telling entertaining stories. And honestly, now more than ever, People need stories that make them laugh mm-hmm. and stories that make them feel like they can come together and regardless of our political affiliation, regardless of our social opinions, we can come together and laugh at ridiculous, stupid stuff. And that's what this card yeah. game is, that's what these comic books it's are. It's an escape, yeah. That's what these movies are. It's an escape. And for years I was like, We don't need an escape. We need to it's a, there's an enemy at the gates and we need to it, No, no, no. We need to unplug. We need to put those fucking phones down for a few hours, and we need to come together. And this card game is the perfect catalyst for friends to come together. There's no politics in this game. There's yeah. no so- social preachiness in this game. It's ridiculous, silly fun that anybody can have. Of any political affiliation, of any social standing, mm-hmm. gay, straight, black, white, short, fat, tall, Rich, skinny. Poor, yeah. yeah. Half retarded. Maybe that's <laughs> the game might even be more fun. It the, might, more, yeah. the more retarded you are, the more fun the game is because I'm retarded and mm-hmm. I made the game. You never um, know what to expect. Yeah, exactly. So that, so, you know, you're not censoring me. I'm pulling back myself. I don't want to go down the coronavirus blame game road because that's, we're here to uh, talk about an awesome game that allows us to escape from that uh, stress and anxiety and, and polarization and and divisiveness for most of these games run 20 to 40 minutes yeah i'd say so and uh you know you can play two or three games in a night have a lot of fun with your friends and uh the card game is designed i designed it specifically to escape the for those listeners who are familiar with magic the gathering the collectible card game fantasy card game that game is designed to keep you buying cards and to keep you collecting and keep you collecting year after year after year and spending, they call it uh, cardboard crack uh, because (laughs) of how much money people spend on the cards to keep collecting them. I wanted to do something different than that. I wanted to create a game that was completely uh, like a closed circuit. You buy one pack of cards, and that's the game. And both players, or you can play up to four players, two to four players, Um, the two to four players draw off the same deck you can buy expansions for it, but they're not necessary. So mm-hmm. there is a collectability to it, but you—it's ne- it, never um, like in Magic: The Gathering. Every like two years, the rules of the game and everything just changes, and you yeah. have to you have to stay up on the new cards, or you basically get left behind. Oh yeah, they cycle for, cards out. And right, different cards are in. And- this is more strange. Will smoke while it plays like a versus game where I I um, uh, conjure characters from strangeville and you conjure characters from strangeville and they battle each other kind of like pokemon or kind of like magic cards and we're battling for weed supremacy where i'm attacking you and uh making you discard your weed cards your life points your weed cards and you're doing the same to me it it also is similar to like cards against humanity where you can buy the core game and play it and there are many expansions, but they, you don't need them. You never have to buy a Cards Against Humanity expansion, but eventually it could get a little stale playing those same cards over and over again. Mm. So you have an opportunity to go out and get more expansions and flavor up your... your um, collection, if you so choose. And so I developed Strangeville Smokeweed, the card game, with that in mind. So, in the initial launch here for the Indiegogo, we've got the core 108 card deck that is fully playable and fully functional. It's right and out of the box. And yeah, right out of the box. It works best with two players. And you can play this game over and over and over again. And I, I have yet to play even two similar games I mean every every time we play is some different wild combination of mm-hmm. cards that just um, will change the complexity of the game the complexion of the game from turn to turn i mean it goes from you're you're doing a a great job uh beating on me and then in one turn i could turn it all around and suddenly you're on the defensive you're in a weak position and then the very next turn you turn it back around on me and put me back in a weaker position and you start uh destroying my weed guards and knocking my characters out of play and um so there's no i i can't Maybe, maybe you can shed some more light on this. You've played almost as many games as me. Um, I don't think there's any particular card that gives you any particular advantage over another card. Like, when you go to draw your cards in the first hand, I don't think there's any particular thing you're looking for.
0: Not exactly, no. I mean, there's times when I've debated I probably should have thrown that hand away, you know, that opening five-card hand, and then that ends up winning the game for me. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty... I don't know, I... I was going to say, you know, well-balanced, and really it is, but I think it's more than that, too. Like, it was almost balanced enough from the start. Like, you did a very good job just coming up with the initial cards and figuring out everything and making sure nothing was really too powerful. There's always an answer for everything. That's what's really cool. Like, you're never that far behind.
1: That was my my big focus for the game, was if it was going to be a self-contained game Mm -hmm. that you can play right out of the box with 108 cards, there couldn't be any caught one card that you're looking for. Like if I draw this card, it's it's over because both players are going to just be, they're going to spend the whole game just looking for that card. Right. I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted every, so every time I developed a card that could do some real damage uh, to a player, I tried to come up with a counter card that could absolutely nullify that powerful card and put the balance back to, you know, to the center. And that was really my focus. So the, the card game is split into three types of cards. There's the weed cards, the character cards, and the action cards. And the action cards are designed to offset those character cards. So every, every single card in the game has, aside from the weed cards, has rules on it. There's no card that just comes out into play. There's no um, character card that comes into play and just sits there. It always has a stipulation. When this card comes into play and these conditions are met, this thing happens. So the action cards are all designed around, except when I play this action card, now you can't do shit. Mm
0: -hmm. Which can (laughs) be played at any time.
1: And the action cards can be played at any time. So when you think that you're about to do some crazy combo, there's always an answer to it. It has to be in your hand. Mm -hmm. You have to have have the weed free to cast it. You have to have the weed free to cast it, and it has to be in your hand. But there are so many opportunities... That allow you to go in and search the deck for an action card or a character card or a weed card that you are always only one turn away from putting a strategy together. The way the way I designed this game was when you draw your initial five cards, that's when you start developing a strategy. There's no, because like when you do a magic card deck, you build a strategy into the deck. Mm Because you're custom making, again, I have to make the distinction when you play, for people that are likening this to magic, you build a custom deck that only you play out of. And then your opponent builds their own custom deck that only they play out of. With Strangeville Smokeweed, the card game, we're both playing out of the same deck and it's always the same 108 cards. So there is no strategy. You're drawing randomly the first five cards and that's when you start, to develop your strategy right off the bat you draw those cards and go okay i have these cards in my hand i know in the deck there are cards that enhance these cards that i drew and so from right off the bat from that first hand you start to develop your strategy or is your strategy going to be to destroy your opponent's weed cards with action cards because there are action cards that force the player to discard weed cards right without even having to have characters in play there are character cards that destroy other character cards Mm -hmm. there are action cards that allow you to take advantage of the discard pile which we call the nether realm there are there's so many combinations of, of this so you're so as you play as you get two or three rounds into the game it's so dynamic because you're playing, you're you're searching through the deck, which we call the tome for for cards. You're also searching through the nether. So even though cards have already been played, they're never out of play. Oh no, Cards are never out of play. Just because they're in the nether realm and they're not available uh, under traditional circumstances, there are so many cards in the deck that allow you to take advantage of cards that are specifically in that discard pile or nether realm pile. So it's just, I think it's a very fast-paced, dynamic game. And uh, to be honest with you, it didn't take me that long to develop it. I I sat for about a week with a notebook and kind of hammered out what I wanted the core design turns to look like and the core rule set to look like yeah and after that it was just about making the cards that's awesome it uh it honestly you know because of having such a strong background in magic the gathering and deck building and, and theme building in in magic from the time i i started playing magic the gathering when i was 13 back in 1993 so that was Almost 30 years ago? Yeah,
0: 20, 27 years. 27
1: years ago. So I have about 27 years experience playing uh, deck building games. And I've played a bunch of other types of uh, of deck building and strategy games over the years as well. None that I liked as much as Magic. Uh, but I wanted to bring the... When I, was a, when I was a kid, when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, my life, there was no internet. I didn't have a lot of friends. I was a real dorky kid, but I just had a few dorky friends. And what we did was we read comic books... We watched horror movies uh, that we rented from the rented on VHS from the uh, from the store uh, from the video store. Um, I played Magic: The Gathering and I read fucking novels and I read like Goosebumps books and shit like that. Yeah. And that was literally my life. So as you've seen my adult life and my career play out, it's no coincidence. It might seem random to you guys <laughs> that I made feature films and then suddenly I was a novelist and then suddenly I'm a comic, comic book, book yeah. creator and then suddenly I'm a, a card game developer. But for me, that's just what I did. That's I just a played, natural path. Yeah. I also play board games like um, Hero Quest. Have you ever heard of Hero Quest? I haven't. Know. Hero Quest is like a uh, it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but on a, a really really scaled down level to be uh, to be played for two to four players on a on a uh, on a board. Oh. And they even they even have little uh, cardboard miniature furniture. So it, it plays out like a, um, you're, you you literally when you walk into, like you're in a dungeon and your characters say, okay, I want to go into this and you'll just put little doors, little wooden, uh, little, um, cardboard doors in front of, um, so the, you know, the, the board is like a uh, top down and has like dungeon walls okay that have little openings and you put the doors and the, the dungeon master has like a, has a map and he sees like the whole game, the whole game he's going to run you through. And so at the beginning of the game, he sets down uh, little uh, cardboard doors in front of the the rooms, but the rooms are empty. The players can't see what's in there. And so when you walk it, when you choose to walk into a room, he takes the door away and then he places a bunch of little furniture and monsters and little treasure chests and collectible um, coins and and weapons and all kinds of little uh, stuff in there. And then it becomes uh, an action scene inside the dungeon room. And then you when you clear the monsters out of that room, you walk out. You clear all that off the board, and then you go into another another room. It was, That's it really was actually really clever, and um, it was two-sided. So there were two sides to the... You opened up the board, and you could play one dungeon or flip it over and have a second dungeon. And then there was like 20 configurations of what those rooms actually looked like uh, with behind the Dungeon Master's little uh, screen. Wow. So I played a lot of that and other, and other um, board games. And so the next, naturally for me, again, seems random to... The fans, I'm sure, but the next game I want to delve into is a tile-based board game like uh, like the game Zombies. Are you familiar with Zombies? Just where a little you, bit, yeah. You draw the tile. It's a big, it's like a three-inch by three-inch tile. Mm-hmm. You lay that down. The tile has rules on it. tells you where to put a particular number of zombies, a particular number of bullets, and a particular number of hearts or, or life. And then the, the, the players, uh, can, two to four players, uh, battle against each other to try to be the first and only survivor to the helipad. When you draw the helipad tile and the first one to get to it wins and you're battling against each other. So each player, like when it's your turn and you draw the tile, you place where all the zombies go on that tile. You Mm -hmm. place where the hearts go. You place where the bullets go. So you're placing them advantageous to you Mm -hmm. and disadvantageous to me. And then my turn, I do the same thing. So it's a really fun little tile-based board game, and then after four or five turns, it's it's the size of a board game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because all
1: those tiles have been just stacked
0: down. next to each other. So yeah. We're,
1: yeah, so we're gonna develop a a, a, a tile-based uh, Strangeville board game next. Um, if this if this card game does well enough, nice. we're not quite we're not quite at the point where I'm sold on it yet. It's okay. early in the campaign. We're only a week into the campaign.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're
1: sitting at um, officially on the Kickstarter. We're sitting at like seven hundred and eighty dollars. Um, But there's a $150 donation from a super strange head donator that's on a um, prepaid um, uh, credit card that I can't get off the card. It won't go through. And it's like you bought it at Walmart and it's a temporary card and they're going to mail a permanent card in the mail within 10 days. I'm guessing that the permanent card will go through. So we're just kind of waiting right now for the the permanent card. So we're actually... Like, on paper, we're at $780. we are actually at $930. So we're only $70 shy of our $1,000 stretch goal. Ooh, that's which is a big the, one. That's the 11 by 17 30-character uh, um, Strangeville Smokeweed poster that has Nixon and Hogan playing um, Strangeville Smokeweed on a table, and then all the characters of Strangeville. Not all of them, but some of the characters of Strangeville. There's over 100 uh, <laughs> characters in this game. Yeah. Um, some of the characters in Strangeville all huddled around uh, Nixon and Hogan watching them play the game, and uh, I actually did li- I live streamed um, the entire creation of that poster from just sitting down with a blank eleven by seventeen piece of Bristol board and a pencil. And all the way to the finished uh, the finished product. I did the the pencils. Then another day I did the inks. Then another day I did the color flatting. And another day I did the finishing. That's awesome. Uh, so that that actually was recorded and and exists out there for for the fans to go uh, check out. Uh, so when you guys get that get that um, um, poster, it doesn't just appear like magic. You guys can actually watch the whole organic process. It's about a four hour process of um, drawing up that entire uh, that entire poster which i think is cool i like to watch my my favorite creators on their um youtube pages as they like i watched uh, jim lee draw the cover of uh, detective comics 1000 oh really a batman cover and um that was fucking cool. I bet, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the, you know, one of those big milestone comics that, like, it probably sold three or four million copies of it. And fucking uh, Jim Lee just sat there on his uh, Twitch stream and talked to the fans and and sit th- sat there and drew it. You got to see him put Batman in a pose. And then decide he didn't like it and erase it, draw him in a different pose, take take suggestions from the audience, and then a few months later, it's the cover of Action Comics one thousand, yeah. or, or I'm sorry, uh, Detective Comics one thousand on the newsstands. To me, that's cool as fuck. Oh yeah, because you never used to be able to sit in an artist studio before. Yeah. these things just cre- you know created like they just appeared like magic. These finished products with these amazing uh, you know ink jobs and amazing color jobs, and you know comic books were this. Comic books were something, and I talked about this last time I was on your show when I was promoting um, the Dead Shit comic. Was mm-hmm. <clears throat> comic books was always something I wanted to do, or that it was the earliest storytelling um, medium that I wanted to work in. But it's one of the latest ones I actually did work in. But um, they were it always seemed out of touch for me. Like I, I never could like uh, deconstruct what was happening. On a comic book page because by the time all the effects were put in the shadows and the highlights the colors and the inks it was just hard for me to see where the pencil started oh yeah it's very intimidating yeah and as a as a young artist i was trying i was at the pencil stage and you had some books that you could buy like how to how to uh, draw comics the marvel way and things like that and i and i got a few of those books but it never, they never satisfied me because I wanted my stuff to look like the comic books I was reading and all it was showing me to you know, showing me how to do was the pencils. And so I kind of gave up on it as I got older and uh, hit puberty and, and, uh, smoking weed and, and, uh, having sex with girls became far more interesting to me than continuing my quest to, uh, draw comic books. But later in life when I've smoked a lot of marijuana and had sex with a lot of girls, um, I have, I have a clear mind. (laughs) My mind has been cleared later here later in life. And I have plenty of opportunity to, uh, to learn the, uh, the magic of, of creation. And I, and I like to share that with the fans. I like to, um, I like to do live streams and show you guys how I I make everything. I think the the latest big stuff that I did was I, I drew the interior title pages. There's four sections of Cockhammer lives, the graphic novel. (laughs) And I, and I drew those all up. Um, I drew those four title pages live, um, on the live streams, and I've just been—I've been whittling away at interior pages of um, the Cockhammer Lives graphic novel. But that's—it's not as exciting or fun to sit and watch somebody whittle away at a single page as it is to watch them create a big splash page from yeah, yeah. scratch from from nothing. Um, I'm doing a lot more promoting of, of Cockhammer Lives here than I should be because that's uh, that's on down the road. I'm, I'm not going to release that till February or March, so. I need to quit uh, promoting, <laughs> promoting. But it's what I'm working on. Yeah, dropping the I'm, hype. Yeah, yeah it's uh, this this game. If this game would have come out in March, I'd be on the. I'd be a lot further into um, uh, Cockhammer Lives right now. We might even be. This might even be the Cockhammer Lives show. It might even be done, uh, and because I'm actually, I'm uh, almost sixty pages finished wow. into the hundred and fifty page uh, book. So it's going to be done long before February or March. Uh, then I'm just going to sit on it and start working on either another comic book or the tile card game, depending on how far we get on the uh, the crowdfunder. For Strangeville Smokeweed, Weed card game, like I said, we're at about a thousand bucks. We're gonna get that eleven by seventeen poster, nice. but I really want to get us to two thousand bucks. Oh yeah, if which, ch- which two, one's that? Two thousand bucks is the um, is the preview comic for Cockhammer Lives. Ooh, the nice. First thirty two pages with its own unique cover that'll never be sold. It'll be an Indiegogo exclusive cover, so you'll get a little floppy comic, uh-huh. the first thirty two pages of Cockhammer Lives, the graphic novel, and nobody else will ever have that cover. That's it'll awesome. never. There's no reason to because I'll have the graphic novel done. Uh, there'll be no reason to ever put out just the first thirty-two pages as something to. Why would I sell that to somebody? Because right. they'd have to buy the graphic novel and get those first thirty-two pages anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just it'll be an exclusive thing for this uh, card game campaign. But we got to. We're only about halfway there. We still need to do a thousand bucks, and we have three weeks to do it. So, the way I've been uh, telling people is like it's up to you guys. Yeah. It's up to you guys. If you really want to, to the the Strangeville. Um, games division to continue if you want these weird unique little games that i can create um you're gonna have to come in on this card game and and show me that there's at least 50 or 75 people that uh, are willing to come in right off the bat now i can reprint this game and take it on the convention circuit and i guarantee it's going to sell really really well at conventions but when are conventions going to come back yeah who knows there there are now rumors that that um like like concerts music concerts and stuff they're not going to come back until late, late next, next year. year.
0: Yeah.
1: So we have to do all this from home right now. <laughs> if you guys want this stuff from me, you, you have to get it from home and you have to get it from these crowdfunders right now, because this is the only way that I'm making it available. Mm. And I'm going to put my creativity in the direction that you guys dictate. The more uh, enthusiasm you guys show for one particular thing. Um, I think when it was all said and done, the dead shit uh, talisman of transmutation comics brought in about 80 backers. Okay. If this card game can bring me in 80 backers, I'm more than happy to make it. make that tile-based board game and what I would love to do if as long as there's as long as there is demand for it to justify me putting my creative energy into it, I would love to do one 120 to 160 page graphic novel out per year okay. and one board game or one uh, game of some type, yeah. whether it be another card a card game expansion or, uh, or a, a tile brace game an actual board game. That's not tile based, but an actual board, uh, board based board game, uh, things like that. A video game, um, work on like, a, I've been, I've been watching these YouTube videos of these, um, like Castlevania mods that these guys are doing on steam where they're doing like pixel based, um, Games that use the engine that that uh like the side scrolling platform NES. jumping mm-hmm. old NES like uh, Castlevania or Mega Man style, but uh, making really cool horror games uh, with that with that uh, engine. And I'm pretty sure that that is fairly straightforward. If I create if I created and designed the skin, so to speak, the pixel skin, mm-hmm. the actual game Mapping. mechanics mm-hmm. is already built in. There's not much I have to, I don't have to know how to make a video game yeah. to do a, a mod skin for an existing engine. So there could be in the future an NES or super NES or Sega style throwback uh, Strangeville game.
0: That's I, insane. I
1: really don't think that that's far. Like I really don't think that's difficult. Wow. I really think that it's just a matter of me doing the illustration and then Letting the the game engine do its work, you know, I plug in all the art, and then the game engine just does does its job. Wow. Um, now it's a little more complicated than that, but I really don't think it's out of my reach. I really think I could do I could do that myself without like a development team or a game engineers or anything like that. Now you, you want to do a game from scratch, yeah, you need game developers, but to do um to do these like uh, skins or mods, I really don't think it's that hard. And I'll put, you know, again, if if you guys like the games division and you guys show enough enthusiasm that you that you want me to continue to do that, we'll have years and years and years of Strangeville games, in, in addition to um, uh, graphic novels like Dead Shit and Cockhammer, where I'm continuing existing characters and stories, and also there's going to be brand new brand new characters and brand new stories. That's what I was about to ask too. I, yeah, I brought brand new characters into Dead Shit. There's characters like Ehomana the. The um, uh, the weed witch, <laughs> Sarsparilla. No, no, Sasparilla the weed witch, is from the movie. Uh, Ajo Mana is uh, what do I call her? The queen of queen of change, I think is what I called her in the comic book. I called her something. She's brand new. Well, she's not new. I guess she was technically in the movie, but I really developed her. She's the she's the the chick that's got the wig on and the axe and the cape oh, at the okay. end at the end of the uh, dead shit short film but her character isn't well developed at all so i i yeah. developed it i had even much, forgot about it. yeah i, I developed it much further out in the comic book and then the uh, lord of the dead um the uh, flying batwing monster that lives in that other dimension inside dondo pepper portal completely brand new character um in in cockhammer lives um there's a uh, cousin Susie makes her first ever appearance she's been mentioned in uh in the movies in the past, she's in the card game, but uh, she actually appears as a on quote unquote on screen character in uh, *Cockhammer Lives* for the first time, and is a very significant character. Okay, uh, there will be brand new graphic novels of characters that have never been you know, brand new creations for the strange real universe as we head on down the line. It's not all just going to be things that reference the movies. Uh, there are a ton of great characters that have been in the movies. I mean, this card game has like, like I said, almost a hundred characters or over a hundred characters after you get the 144 cards, the two, the two expansion packs, which I haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. Um, once you put all that together, there's more than a hundred characters that have already been developed in the strange little universe. So I could just tell stories about those hundred characters forever, Oh yeah, but, yeah. but there will be, uh, there will be brand new, uh, brand new characters, brand new stories uh, nice. for sure. Um, without a doubt. Um, we and should talk about those expansions though. They, uh, the, the, cave, the the core hundred and eight card deck mm-hmm. um, you can get for 25 bucks uh, on the Indiegogo crowdfunder right now. Um, that runs through now. I don't know when you're planning on publishing this, but probably it, uh, this weekend sometime. Yeah, it'll it'll run through October 14th, which is my birthday. That's the night we're gonna I I, uh, I try to uh, guilt people <laughs> the, the last night of the campaign. It's my birthday, man. Back my card game. <laughs> it just happened to fall that way okay. where I could do right about 30 days and it end on my birthday. Sure, um, why not? But for 25 bucks, you get the core deck, the 108 cards, fully functional game, lots of fun to play. Yep. But for 35 bucks, for an extra 10 bucks, you get the two 18-card expansion packs, and those cards are deliberately overpowered. Yes, they are. Crazy. <laughs> oh, boy. They add a whole other dimension of, of insanity to the game. To every and, aspect uh, of the game. Every every aspect of the game. You've got these uh, weed cards now have special abilities and can do really powerful things. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the uh, the characters that are uh, that are in the expansions are super crazy powerful. The um, the new action cards are, are crazy too, and uh, and they're themed. So the first expansion is the the theme of the first expansion is Dead Shit, the Talisman of Transmutation, the comic book. The second expansion is themed off of Cockhammer Lives, the graphic novel. So the the second expansion, oh the the first. Uh, Expansion has characters like Lord of the Dead, which we just talked about, mm-hmm. the bat creature from the Pepper Portal, um, and uh, a zombie zombie hordes, and just a bunch of really fun, cool characters. And then brand new uh, characters that have never been in the Strangeville universe before, like the Ganja Golem, which has never been never been a thing before. He's in the first expansion, and he's uh, he's just brand new. He's a super overpowered character that gets his uh, strength and toughness based on the number of weed cards you have in play. And he's, he's just a super wonky crazy character. Uh, and then the second expansion has characters like Demony Wingate and Demony Wolfram and um, Demonic Cousin Susie and characters that are in the, the upcoming um, uh, uh, Cockhammer Lives, the, the graphic novel. So, and each, you know, each time I put out a um, a new graphic novel, we'll put out a, a, an expansion uh, themed around that graphic novel for the card game. So the card game is living, it's alive, it grows with the expanding Strangeville Universe, Strangeville Smokeweed, the card game, grows, lives, and expands with the universe. So it's not something you're just going to buy. At the same time that it's not something you have to keep buying stuff for, the opportunity to do so is there. So if you want your game to reflect where the universe is five years from now, Mm -hmm. we'll develop expansions for the game that will reflect where the Strangeville universe is five years from now. So, um, I think that's just to that's, clear
0: up to you. Guys, you can play with both expansions. You can play with one expansion. You can play with none of them. Like I said, just the original Core 108, also. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, is, which is the way it is similar to Cards Against Humanity, where mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many or which expansions you have. Your deck is going to be unique to your house. Right. And somebody else that owns the game, their their deck will be unique to their house because they'll have some expansions that other people don't have. There will be little limited edition expansions that only come with certain Indiegogos. And if you don't get in on it, you'll never have an opportunity to get that expansion. It'll never never come out again. Like I think these two, first two, I'll always reprint these. You'll sure. always be able to get these two first two expansions with the uh, core deck if you want. But future expansions won't necessarily always be available. There'll be little one-offs. And when you get them, you get them. And if you don't, you don't. Because again, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't have to be in there. They change the game dramatically, but they don't have to change the game at all. You don't need them for the game to exist. Right. And if we if we get to the point where I want to get to with this game, where we get to um, get this game sold in card shops and comic shops, um, I would love to be able to do tournaments, of Strangeville Smokeweed the card game and I think we would just use the core deck if we did that or maybe even make tournament exclusive expansions Ooh, that yeah. only that expansion would have so if you if you played in that tournament and you want and you and you participated in that tournament you get a an expansion that only you'll only ever have it because you played in that tournament
0: That'd be sweet, so there's yeah.
1: there's opportunities to do a bunch of stuff with this game If enough, like I said, enough people have to come in, and uh, there's not enough people now, there's not enough people in. It's only a weekend of the campaign, but um, we don't quite have enough people to have me sold on putting that much effort into games. So people are gonna, and there's a lot more people that have committed to um, backing the game, but Mm -hmm. haven't yet. And I hope that they hope that they do come through, and I hope about twice that many people end up coming (laughs) through in the end because I do have a lot of big ideas for the games division of of uh, the Strangeville universe as long as there's enthusiasm for it. I I don't want to waste my time when I could be doing something that people are more enthusiastic about. If people are more into the comic books, then I'm just going to make a bunch of comic books.
0: And that's fair too, but... To help appease those kind of people, too. Let's just throw out, every single one of these cards has another piece of original art on it. It does, yeah. I did. Uh, I full color art on each card.
1: Yeah, I developed all the art uh, for the game. In addition in addition to developing the game, I also did all the art, the card art. So it's 144 pieces of original uh, card art uh, that was drawn drawn by me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same
0: style as the comics.
1: Yep, same style as the comics. Full color. Um, and it's done. Let's let's plug that real quick. Yeah, the, fact true, is, yeah. the fact that these Strangeville campaigns, they're they're no risk. When I, when we sit here and talk about how we've played, Andrew and I have played this card game, this card game has been done for months. We, I'm sitting here, we're looking at a finished uh, deck of cards uh, that I brought over for us specifically to be able to play tonight after the interview, if we have enough time, because that's how much I like this game. We're literally going to play the game after we finish talking because we like the game so much. The game is so much fun uh, to play. and, And, uh, And that's no bullshit, man. We just, I come over here and go to my other friend's houses too that play the game and we just play the game. No agenda, no, no cameras rolling, no podcasts. And it's great to do
0: while, while we talk, while we chat and catch up and like, you know, just, it's something to do uh, while, while you're doing that.
1: Absolutely. And so the thing, the thing about Strangeville crowdfunders is we aren't selling you an idea. We aren't selling you an idea that we're then going to develop for the next year, that's going to stall out, that might take two years to fulfill, if ever. We always, I guarantee you, as a unique function of the Strangeville uh, crowdfunders, I never launch a crowdfunder for a product that isn't finished. That's a double negative, so let me put that in a positive. Every Strangeville crowdfunder has a finished product behind it. Before going live. before going live. The card game is done. I need to print it and ship it to you. That's it. All the development is done. All the art is done. The decks are finished. When I see the number of backers at the end of the campaign, I'll know how many decks to order. And three weeks later, they will be at my house, put in a little baggie, kissed, <laughs> kissed affectionately and sent out the door to you, the backers, uh, socially distance and wearing a mask. Of course, you don't get <laughs> coronavirus. Um, And the same thing holds true for all the comics and all the future uh, things that we develop and launch on crowdfunders. These are no risk campaigns. I do all of the risk of development and art up front. I take that and all the financial risk I take on my own shoulders. And your uh, participation in the crowdfunder is to provide me with the amount of money to print your... Comic or card game or whatever, hmm. and, and ship it. it to you, and then use the the um, the profited funds to develop the next, the next uh, Strangeville, you know project. project or story, whether that be uh, another comic or card game or or video game or or, or tile based board game or uh, feature film. Maybe we'll make another film. I've really been, dude. I uh, did you see the uh, the little short film? very very short a little short promo i made this week called um uh called that smoke weed hookup no not yet uh i shot a little uh, I've, I've got um a bunch of younger friends who are getting really getting into strangeville really getting into the comics and uh, and movies and stuff and when i launched the card game they were super into it and and my younger friends they actually um a lot of them jumped in early and got us over that initial 500 hundred dollar goal on day one oh, they nice. fully funded the, the initial 500 hundred dollar goal on day one and a lot of it was due to these young these young cats that are starting to gravitate around Strangeville. And that old magic, like when Hack Movies first started and it was a bunch of young cats that were gravitating around me wanting to make movies, I kind of feel like I have that again. And I was like, why don't we shoot a promo? And they were totally into it, totally into it. Sick. And I was able to shoot this promo completely on my phone, upload the footage to my cloud, download it when I got home to my uh, editing PC and put the whole uh, promo together in less than a day. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> the technology to make movies is so far advanced now wow. that basically I went home and I wrote a three-page script for an even more involved promo that I'm going to shoot next week. Okay. And the more, <laughs> the more I get into this, the more I... Get back into you're the scratching bug. that itch. Yeah, get, the more I the more I get that bug, to shoot stuff, the more likely it is that there might be another, Strangeville feature film on the horizon. And I, I've been saying for the last couple of years that there's there's no way to do that without Nick Head, my uh, my cinematographer that died tragically a few yeah, years absolutely, ago. Yeah, we brought that uh, up last time. It, it's sort of what propelled me into doing the comic books, but with being able to just stand there and hold a phone in my hand and shoot in HD. And then upload it all to the cloud. <laughs> I don't need a cinematographer. I can do it myself. Yeah. And, uh...
0: The Strangeville motto: I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself.
1: <laughs> um, the possibilities are endless, my friend. Wow. The future of Strangeville is bright. Definitely. Or I could die of a stroke tomorrow.
0: Well, I mean that too.
1: But if I do, there's a bunch of fun stuff that I've left behind. This is my... Strangeville is my passion, my legacy. It's everything that uh, I've put my entire adult life into it. And I hope that shows. I hope it shows in the enthusiasm I put into the development of the card game, into the comic books, into the movies, into all the stuff I do. I try to put all my passion and heart into these projects. And for the, those special few people out there that get it, that understand what I'm doing, that really connect to it and understand what kind of uh, silly escape this is really meant to be. I think it's something special. It, t- it touches people um, in a way that um, normal mainstream um, entertainment and media doesn't necessarily do. There's not as much of a human uh, heart to mainstream media. Whereas this this uh, underground stuff or this indie stuff that I do, I, I really like to put a lot of... I go the extra, extra, extra mile and put a <laughs> lot of extra passion into these things and I, and and for the few that get it, it they get it like i said i've got these young cats around me now uh that they get it they as soon as they watch the first couple of movies uh that they bought from me it's just been i think i might even take them on the road i'm getting a little ahead of myself I'm getting a little romantic about mm-hmm. my uh yeah. my friends but um their their enthusiasm is rubbing off on me their energy their youthful uh excitement and exuberance is rubbing off on me and I might take them on the road and let them sort of spew that excitement back out to the fans uh, at conventions and stuff when when those conventions open back up. So I hope to be back on the road full time next year selling the wares of Strangeville again like old, the old days and, uh, you know, doing a bunch of these really cool projects. And, oh, like I said, the future of Strangeville is either the future of Strangeville is bright or I'll be dead. <laughs> <So> the, <laughs> and if I'm dead, I won't care. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, those, we will, uh... you know. Uh, well, I mean, again, I'm leaving you b- behind a bunch of stuff. That's true. You can't uh, you can't say you won't have uh, plenty of uh, memories. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving you with quite a bit.
0: Absolutely. So, if you don't mind, I did have a few questions. Let's do Pull it. Some of these up. Q and A time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Actually, you talked about that already. And that one, but here's one. So, you mentioned uh, all the stuff that you have for Strangeville already, and you know, pulling that into future projects, the you know, movies could become comics, mm-hmm. become sequels. Uh, your novelizations, or mm-hmm. right, right, is that something that could be comicalized or turned into a game of some sort at some point too?
1: So, if you noticed, like. <laughs> Since I started with the comic books, I've kind of ignored that I have 18 novels. Yeah. Because the novels never pulled into the Strangeville universe okay. in a way that felt similar to the movies. Mm-hmm. The movies are very ridiculously over the top, sarcastic um, comedy, and while the the novels are very gory, very graphically Dark, yeah. sexual, they're also very serious. And I felt like the tone, the tone of the novelizations and the tone of the movies didn't match. So I rarely crossed the two. In fact, the only time that I've ever written prose in the Strangeville universe is for um, The Witch Who Fucked Christmas, which is a novella I told you about that is a sequel to um, Nixon and Hogan Smoke Christmas. Uh, santa claus uh, strangeville santa and um, Sasparilla the weed witch uh fight once again uh in in a uh in a short novella and i liked it it was a lot of fun but it was kind of like a one-off so that's really the only um prose that's set in the strangeville universe but i am going to find ways to weave in those characters and situations into the future of Strangeville. Okay. And the first, the first thing I'm going to do, the first way I'm going to do that, is after I finish Cockhammer Lives, the graphic novel, I always like to take something out on the road to promote with. That's a freebie. When it was movies, I used to make um, trailer discs. I called them promo discs or promotional discs, and they would have the the trailers for all the current. Um, Strangeville movies and then a bunch of skits it was usually shit about an hour worth of content on its own yeah. and I would press up thousands and thousands of those on dvdrs and then I would hand them out at conventions or I would drive up uh, when when hack movies was at its peak when the filmmaking was at its peak and I was crazy as fuck <laughs> we would drive out to concert venues and hand out promo dvds to people leaving concerts no shit we would go to all the music shops and just put stacks of promos in the little little promotional local little rack that they have at the front of the um music stores and stuff and we would just promote every we would go everywhere and do it and um for the for the the books, I did I did a few other little things. I, I tried some things. Some things worked. Some things didn't. I would give away a little flyer that would have like a QR code, and if you if you put your phone over the QR code, it would take you to like free short stories on my website that you could read on your phone. Uh, people didn't react to them as positively as they did the um, the promo DVDs for the movies, but for the Comic books, because I still have yet to do a convention with the comic books. (laughs) Next year will be the first time anybody on the road has seen Strangeville Comics. I'm going to do a little mini black and white 16-page freebie comic book that uh, that I can print at home and staple at home and give away. And I'll print thousands and thousands. I'll go through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of black ink because it's just going to be black and white okay it's going to be a little mini and when i say mini i mean it's going to be eight eight and a half by uh five and a half i mean it'll be the fucking size of a novel uh because it's just a 11 uh an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper folded sideways and stapled so it'll it'll be still a nice sized thing and i'm not talking mini like an inch tall or anything (laughs) yeah but it'll be about 16 pages and um and i'll do a new one every year but for the first one I'm going to do, it's going to be called Nixon and Hogan hate comic books. And in that little promo story, they realize they're in a comic book and they decide they're going to kill Kevin strange for drawing them to comic book. Cause they hate being comic book characters. So they go to <laughs> Kevin strange's house and instead of killing him, he gives them this big inspirational speech about how awesome comic books are. And one of the characters that's going to appear in this in these examples that he gives about how cool comic books are um is this interdimensional um lovecraftian uh cosmic horror that i call um i have to think of his name because it's really hard to pronounce um Tetra-Holographagon is the name of this cosmic horror that is in many of my novels so in my novels and short stories Many, many little references to Tetraholographagon, this cosmic horror, are, are mentioned. Usually in my Lovecraftian stories, where I have the Necronomicon, uh, characters like uh, Cthulhu or um, other uh, Azathoth. I wrote stories about Azathoth, Cthulhu. I wrote um, a bunch of stories about the Lovecraftian cosmic horrors, but I, was, I would always throw my own in there also, and I would always throw Tetraholographagon into that. You know, lexicon of barely pronounceable cosmic horror names. Mm-hmm. So we're actually going to see Tetraholographicon on a page of, uh, what except, our of, human eyes can yes, describe it to the, yeah. the the physical manifestation, which is only half of his being. The other half is un unviewable, unseeable. Now we'll see the the physical manifestation of Tetra on on a uh, page of the Nixon and Hogan hate comic books, little mini free comic. And that is the beginning of me sort of slowly pulling the 18 novels <laughs> into <laughs> the rest of the strangeville universe, okay, cool. into the card games, into the board games, into the uh, comic books. And yes, absolutely. By the time it's over with either, I'll either I'll die and then I won't care or everything will connect seven feature films 18 books now two graphic novels and a card game soon to be a tile-based board game all of it will be interconnected with characters from each side of that uh prose and and uh, comics and movies divide finally sort of intermingling uh, with each other so Tetra-Holograph-agon, Uh, is the is the way he's the uh he's the bridge between the the novelizations and the comics and movies
0: nice i love it is
1: that a good answer to your i think so for sure yeah (laughs) yes i've been obviously i've been thinking about it i've been thinking about how can i how can i get these things to because they're tonally so different but i can do it i can do it i can get it i can get them over and get it all to work
0: Okay, yeah, so the other thing I said, you've already mentioned a few, but uh, what other kind of games do you like to play uh, in your free time? You said you mentioned uh, yeah, the what's heroes funny is I'm, already and then the zombies, but is there anything else you could mention?
1: What's funny is I'm not a game. like I'm not a video gamer. Yeah. I, am, I, I If I play video games, that's all I'll do. I'll obsess over it, I'll play them all the time, neglect all other areas of my life, and we wouldn't have any Strangeville. We would just have a gamer dude. <laughs> Uh, we would have we would have uh, you know Kevin Strange sixty nine, and on all Twitch. I and all I would do on Twitch is say, you know is say horrible things about your mother, um, while I beat you in uh, Call of Duty if um, if if I went down that path. So I actually like uh, purposefully keep myself out of the video game world because that game that that world is so addicting to me. Um, so I, I have to consciously stay out of it. But I do like organic, physical in your face games that you can play with your friends. I like. Um, the Gathering. I like, um, uh, um, I mentioned Hero Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those like role-playing type games that are board-based. I don't like regular role-playing. Like, I don't like D&D where we all just have to sit around and talk to each other and argue about stats on a sheet of paper and roll dice. I've never been super into that uh, because it seems like we spend more time trying to get a game started and then arguing about the rules of the game or people not taking the game seriously enough and then arguing about that and then by the time we're done... We've half-assed played a game, but mostly just argued like a bunch of dorks. So I never got into that. Like, I need something tangible in front of me that has rules. I bought a game called, uh, fuck, I can't even remember what it's called, Cthulhu Rises or something a few years ago. It's a board game. It's a cooperative game where all the players uh, work together to close portals before the Elder Gods uh, come through and destroy you. And there's, like, like, uh, each time, like, as the game progresses, you have to flip cards, and the cards are different cosmic horrors. And they do. They have more detrimental effects to the game each time one is summoned. Oh, the game gets harder and harder. And then you flip over Cthulhu, and he just—it's game over. Okay. Uh, so you have to get the portals closed before you flip and en- flipped enough cosmic horrors over that you get to Cthulhu. That's a really fun game to play. So I like all those little like high concept board games. Um, I like high concept card games. Um, but a few years ago, I really got into uh, collecting um, Warhammer miniatures and uh, building and collecting and painting Warhammer minis, and then playing the, the Warhammer uh, tabletop game. Uh, so I got I got real super into it. I, I spent thousands of dollars on uh, on uh, figures and, and painting and all that. But it was the same. It ended up being the same as. Um, uh, as video games, I, I, there was it was almost <laughs> it was almost an entire year that I didn't create anything for Strangeville because I spent all my time creating little Warhammer minis. So I put that hobby uh, aside so that I could get back into my passion and purpose in this life, which is to create the stories of Strangeville. So I really kind of sacrificed a lot of my free time. Um, not necessarily that I don't have free time; it's that I'm I have a personality type that will just get addicted to it. And I'll just throw everything else away and uh, focus on um, hobby shit that, uh, that isn't constructive to my uh, professional life. So I try to just focus on the, prof- I, I, I try to stay addicted to my professional life.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end of here. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. If you want to go ahead and just plug one more time, what we got, where can they find the uh, project? And then uh, we'll attach some of these to the uh, tweets whenever we tweet out the episode.
1: Yeah. We, uh, we are live on indiegogo so you can ser- uh, till october 14th 2020 so you can search for strangeville smokeweed the card game on indiegogo mm-hmm. or you can visit my website at kevinthestrange.com there are links there that you can uh, you can get the card game there you from from my website you can also sign up for my newsletter the strange Sayings monthly newsletter where i will then contact you when i have a new product or project out and ready to sell sometimes i'll just do deals through the newsletter where I'll give you, like for instance, this uh, this particular campaign, I launched it a day early for the newsletter backers, and I gave them a special secret link where they could get a free copy of Dead Shit, the uh, Talisman of Transmutation, issue number one, along with their card game, and no, no other backer gets that uh, special perk. That was strictly for the newsletter subscribers, and I think previous backers of Dead Shit, the Talisman of Transmutation, got that email also, but you get some perks for being a newsletter subscriber and allowing me to directly contact you. And then my social medias, which are politics and social drama free these days, uh, Facebook.com slash Kevin strange, Twitter.com slash Kevin, the strange Instagram.com slash Kevin, the strange, um, there's always promotional stuff and links to the newest projects. And right now, all of those yeah. social media accounts are linked to the Indiegogo for Strangeville Smokeweed, the card game, through October 14th. So there's a lot of places to uh, click that link and buy in uh, to the game, which again, is fully funded. It's coming out regardless, no matter what, the backers are getting this this uh, card game. Fulfillment is scheduled for November. I'm going to try to get it done in October. I'm going to try to under-promise and over-deliver. It's what I try to do with my Uh, with my campaigns, but at the very latest, this campaign will finish in mid-October. It'll ship mid-November, a one-month turnaround. I try to have less than a a four-week turnaround between when a campaign ends and when the backers get their um, product. And that's a guarantee that I try to make it. This is our third Indiegogo campaign. I'm going to try to go three for three on a three- or four-week turnaround after the campaign ends to get backers their uh, swag, and nice. uh, and then we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep doing that year after year after year and, and just build this reputation as a crowdfunder, crowdfunding company that you can count on that you can rely on that you can trust. And like uh, so yeah, all those all those uh, places are where you can go to grab that game. Twenty five bucks for the core deck okay. of one hundred and eight cards, uh, thirty five for the um, uh, for the two expansions that come with it. So the one hundred and eight cards plus the two expansions for a total of 144 cards for 35 bucks we've got a tier where you can get um all three uh copies of um or all three issues of dead shit the talisman of transmutation but those i think there's only like three left because once because once i once i sell out of the floppy comics they're Hmm. never going to be reprinted uh uh, dead shit the talisman of transmutation will be released as a trade paperback with all three issues collected together in one perfect bound uh, graphic novel and that'll be the one that i keep in rotation in and in stock, so the uh, the floppies will be collectors' items. They'll never be, uh, never be released again. I think there's only three of those left. Okay. And then there's also a tier where um, backers can get all seven um, of the hack movies DVDs, all seven feature films. Oh, the, the
0: professional press. Yep,
1: it's professional pressed and, and shrink wrap with uh, professionally pressed DVDs uh, inside, uh, full color artwork on the DVDs along with the card game and the two expansions the card game, two expansions, all seven DVDs or card game, two expansions and all three uh, floppy issues of dead the talisman Transmutation. Those are the different tiers that you can get uh, for the crowdfunder. So there you go. Awesome.
0: And yeah, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Like you said, I play tested several times. We're probably going to play again here in a few minutes and yeah. I'm a big fan. Also, it's a really fun game uh, Like I said, it's a different aspect every time you- there's always a, a new way to surprise somebody and it's constantly surprising us still
1: like new combos new com- new combinations of combos we've already combos we already do we mm-hmm. find new ways to uh, to tweak them even even further yeah uh, kind of out sooner thing. Yeah. or in a different
0: way and it just always surprises us yeah. too so it's really cool super fun
1: game to play absolutely
0: well thank you for stopping by man I appreciate it absolutely. always good to see you
1: anytime yeah
0: and uh, yeah we'll have you on again soon we'll have you on just uh, just to bullshit about movies sometime
1: that'll be fun like we did that right before, right before we, we went on i glanced down on your table saw a couple of movies and and did a a 10 minute uh dissertation on yeah. paul verhoven and all the movies he's done
0: so <laughs> yeah i think that I think that might be another bonus episode sometime i'll just have you down and we'll have some movies out on the table and we'll just go
1: that sounds like fun all right
0: man we'll take care yep good to see you good to see you all right a to z special edition
1: out